Welcome to Coaching the Brave podcast with Yovana Chase. I am Yovana Chase, and I am here to provide you positivity and possibility because hope and community is something that we all strive for and we all really need. So enjoy and sit back. I am so thankful that you are here another week because what we're going to be discussing here is just so many fun people who are not only part of the military community, but who are also part of the civilian community and who have things to offer for the military. And it's not only about interviews and chatting together, but it's also about experiences of coaching and meditations and just fun little quirky things that come to mind that I just want to share with you. And I hope that they bring you a light at the end of the day to take with you toward to the rest of the week. And I hope you really enjoy. Without further ado, let's get into it. I had the pleasure of interviewing this writer and retired Navy spouse. And her mission is very important and her passion is where a lot of our military families have a bunch of grief on. And it's a serious, serious topic. And so I want to warn you that there may be triggers. So be very vigilant as to when you're listening to this or who you send it to if you decide to share it. We had a wonderful conversation, very serious, very important. And what I want to share with you is her biography. She is a veteran military spouse. Her husband was an active duty Navy for 20 years, and he is now retired since 2019. He deployed eight times and had umpteen workups and detachments. She has three children, one born in Italy, one in Virginia, and one in California. They moved every two to three years and spent more time apart than together during those years. She is a licensed professional counselor in Oregon, LPC, and she is a certified brief dialectal behavioral therapist, personality disorders, and art therapist. So if there is a therapy certification, there's a good chance that she uh, will have it or she will be in the process of getting it. Each time they moved and attached to a new base, she had an opportunity to learn and work with a different population and different culture. She got to see different trends and help within her community. And in 2013, they transferred to Lemoore, California, where she landed her dream job working as a work and life family counselor and a new parent support counselor with the fleet and family. She was also finishing her master's degree and knew that she needed to become an LPC to make more of a difference. The area of military life, the area of military life has been her focus and her work is on the emotional cycle of deployment, ECD. When people know what reactions they can expect from themselves and their family members, they can plan accordingly and have a 
plan to help them feel safe and navigate the changes with personal strength and healthy resilience. She works in Oregon as a state psychiatrist in the she also works as the Oregon State Psychiatric Hospital as a behavioral health specialist and for better help as a counselor, listening, supporting, and guiding people through life struggles. She states that her mess is her message. People will remember how you made them feel more than what you do or say. In the words of Maya Angelou. Enjoy. Yes. So today we have Allison Bratton. Tell us a little bit about what branch you guys are from and are you still active? Are you retired? So in 2019, my husband retired from the military, from the Navy specifically, um, and then we moved to Oregon. His family is from Oregon, so that's kind of how we ended up here. Um, We both met in high school. High school sweethearts. Um, no, well, not not so much. No. But we um hung out with the same friend group. Okay. Um, and then we just kept finding each other. It was it's really kind of an ironic story. Um La Quinta, California and Palm Desert, California are neighboring areas. Okay. And I'm from La Quinta and he lived in Palm Desert. So the end of my freshman year, my mom decided that she was going to move us to Massachusetts. And then six months later, so it would have been like six months into my sophomore year, we moved back to California, but we lived in Palm Desert. Oh, wow. So I had to go to Palm Desert for like a year and a half until we moved back to La Quinta. Okay. Because of the school districts and the zoning and all that jazz. So um, I met my husband in high school. I was 15. He drove me up the wall. <laughs> we were the same friend group. Um, we, my, my family, my mom and my two brothers, we were, we were renting houses until um, my mom's house was built. So we moved to like three different houses in that time. And he would find me like he would just be like driving down the street and then he'd stop and he'd be like, Allison, oh, wow. what's going on? Or he would come over unannounced and drive me insane. <laughs> because as a teenage girl, like he want to know who's going to stop by. Yeah. Um, And then he is a year, he's two years older than I am. So he joined the military. I moved on. We were just friends. We lost contact. Um, he came back um, and it was another, he drove down the street and he's like, oh, Allison, what's going on? Wow. Um, so we connected again briefly, but then we lost contact again. I would go to Massachusetts where my grandparents live over the summers, my like right after high school, 18th and 19th summer um and I would work at a summer camp I was a camp counselor I was a lifeguard and a camp counselor at the Cape Cod Sea Camps so he kept calling me while I was out there and he would leave messages on my pager (laughs) because I'm that old 
<laughs> there was. And he wouldn't tell me, like, there was no number to call back or anything. <laughs> so finally, I was like, this is ridiculous. I used a phone book, looked up one of our friends that we had in common, and called our friend Pat. And I'm like, and I was just in- anticipating, like, Pat answering the phone and saying, hey, this is his number. But Derek answered the phone. And Derek is your husband? And Derek is my husband, yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? It's that, Yeah. Our life has just been full of that. That's amazing. Um, and we got married in 2004 and moved to... Italy in 2000, like right after we got married, we moved to Italy. We were stationed in Sicily and my, our first son was born. Wow. And then from Sicily, we went to Virginia. We went to Virginia beach. We were there for a little while. And I was a hotel manager for the La Quinta Inn and Suites on Pacific. Um, Gosh, I remember the address. It's 2800 Pacific, the Virginia beachfront. And then, um, where do I go from, from, from Virginia, I went back to California because during deployments, it's common for military spouses during long deployments to pack everything up and move home. Yeah. Especially when the kids are young, um, and they're not in school yet. Mm -hmm. That was the case for us. Um, my son was like three or four and I had a Another, I had a five-month-old. Um, so I had one child in Italy, one child in Virginia, and packed everything up and drove back to California for the deployment. Um, he Good deployed. For you for taking that drive. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a dog. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into some of the military um, Murphy's Law things oh yeah oh my gosh especially (laughs) when they're gone (laughs) I know um so we went back to California and then whenever I was in California I was working at the Barbara Sinatra um center for domestic women who have been women who have domestic violence so women who are going through it women who need an escape um and I would be a preschool teacher because one one of my jobs before we met or before we started dating was I was a preschool teacher. Okay. I've always, I've always worked. Um, so I was a preschool teacher. And then whenever I would come home, I would do a little bit of therapy work and a little bit of preschool teaching. Um, and then when we would get back together, when the deployment ended, I would do more therapy work wherever we were stationed. Um, I I think from Virginia, we went to Nevada and I worked at the Western, Western Nevada Regional Youth Center, which is an inpatient center for adolescents who are struggling with drugs and alcohol. And I worked at the Navy Gateway Inn and Suites. Which is a Navy hotel, but it's also used for like CAGs. So uh, the CAG is like everybody who goes on the aircraft carrier. So they all need to learn how to work together. So they have these 
big training sessions. Okay. And everybody would come to the Navy Gateway Inn and Suites. Okay. So it wasn't just a hotel. It was a lot more than that. Yeah. We went, uh, going back, we went from California to Sicily to Virginia to Nevada. And then our life kind of fell apart. There was some negative things that happened. Base housing is not always safe. And that's something that a lot of spouses need to know. Yes. Preach. Yes. Be- just because you have the gates does not mean that everybody behaves with the same value, morals, and integrity that you do. Mm-hmm. So um, I moved back to California. I put my children in counseling and became a therapist. Three stations in California, and then we retired. So right now um, in Oregon, I work at the Oregon State Psychiatric Hospital as a therapist. And um, I'm a therapist for better health. And I have a military spouse. It's not really a business because I don't charge for it, but a military spouse coaching practice. Okay. Um, and I was just telling my coworkers yesterday how much I loved being a military spouse and I would do it again if I could. Like, I still consider myself a spouse because we're still together and you don't lose the military. Right. Especially when you retire out of it, you have that still sense of community. You can go on to post or a base and then you can still have the insurance and all the benefits associated with that. And you're never kind of, you're never really left alone so long as you apply yourself to that community. Yes. I loved it. It was great for my children. My children um, love the experiences that they got. They feel like, well, my son expressed that he feels like after living the military life, he is more equipped to deal in the real world. He expressed that as an 18 year old. Wow. He's very self-aware. He's developed the coping skills, the techniques that a lot of the, a lot of his peers around us aren't showing that they have. Yeah. At least not until possibly 30. It was like, once I hit 30, it was like, bam. Oh, that's what responsibility is. Oh, that's what this is. (laughs) Well, and one of the things he noticed is when we moved, because now we live in a, it's a pretty small town in Oregon. Um, Everybody knows everybody. Um, There's generations of people here. And they're all coming like from farming. Oh, wow. So in high school, like they would get in fights over like, he called me stupid. And my son is like, that is ridiculous. There's people like fighting wars right now. I'm not going to punch you or hit you because you call somebody stupid. Mm-hmm. That's just, he's he's like, it's just, they, their perspective is so much more limited mm. yeah. than children who grow up in the military lifestyle. Yes. I agree with that. It's almost like, 
they're just a little bit more outsourced. They understand the world just a little bit more in a real way to some extent. Yeah. We all have problems. Yep. It's just different ways of dealing with them. Yeah. So when you were working these jobs and then you were saying that you would do therapies and counselings, Tell me about that schooling that you went through as a military spouse. Um, Was that prior to joining or was that after? I got married. I had already had my associate's degree in early childhood education. Okay. When we moved to Italy, I was like, this is ridiculous. I need a bachelor's degree (laughs) and I just need the fastest degree I can. So my bachelor's degree is from AIU which is in Chicago. So I was able to do like online school. This was like right at the beginning yeah. <laughs> when they had online school. Um, my bachelor's is in business administration and organizational and development psychology. Wow. And then when we were in Nevada, I started my master's I have a master's in marriage and family therapy and Christian counseling from Grand Canyon University. And I've always done some type of counseling. I my family is very the my family of origin like my mom and my brothers and there was a lot of abuse there and there was a lot of neglect and life situations that I didn't have any control over but I wanted to know why my family reacted the way they did. Hmm. So I got into counseling and then my passion developed um, through my life, military counseling. Like, Why not do what you know? Right. Exactly. I know the military lifestyle. I lived the military lifestyle. I, my husband was deployed, deployed nine times. <sighs> um. And he would deploy on aircraft carriers. So they're gone. Then they were gone for like 10 months to a year each time. Mm -hmm. Just because the way that's the way the world has gone the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But then there's workups up to the deployment. Yes. So. And and it sounds like you've gotten that down to a T almost. Um, Would you explain to us what you're doing now? When it comes to military life and counseling? Yeah, so I have um, a book coming out in October that I'm really excited about. It's for military spouses. It's called The Emotional Cycle of Deployment. And it really breaks down what the emotional cycle of deployment is, what the reactions are that you can expect based off of age and gender and developmental status because it's different for everybody Mm. and it's completely different based off of the number of deployment that you're on it's like my first deployment my emotions the way my husband and I reacted and interacted with each other was very different than our fifth deployment and knowing that all of those feelings are normal and valid and 
the the guilt, the shame, the all of the emotions don't mean that you aren't good. It doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean that you're not doing your part. Our kids also are feeling that. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because the military divorce and suicide rates are so high right now. Mm-hmm. The youngest child that I, I personally worked with who had a suicide attempt was five years old. Mm-hmm. My son is 18. He just turned 18. Nine of his military affiliated friends have committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a moment. Have you personally known anybody mm-hmm. who's committed? How many? I want to say at least two. We've been in I'm for sorry. 13 years. And we've had scares of, you know, more. We've had more scares than actual incidents personally, but not within our family, but as close friends. But um, thankfully, we're all very close and we were able to stop it from happening or do something to intervene and help and really take them out of it. So that's, that's been very um, uplifting, but yeah, the other ones. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you and your family and your friends had to go through that. Thank you. But the rates are so. It's more than the 22% that they're talking about. 100%. Yeah. My husband has had his um, co-workers, um, they call them shipmates. I know every branch has a different different term. Mm-hmm. He's lost a lot of people. So sorry. And it's not, it, that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about it because nobody should Nobody should have to commit suicide. Nobody should feel like that's an answer. Right. Especially children. Exactly. Either they get left behind or they're in the midst of it. And it just, it, it becomes not just the active duty, him, him or herself, but then the family as well going through it. As I was writing um, my book, I asked my son what his, like, piece of advice would be for families that aren't sure like not for the families who their their loved one committed suicide but like is was there like something that we should have paid attention to like because he knew these people he was friends with these people and he said he had no nobody had any idea these were people who these were children cheerleading soccer like they do the they look like they're okay on the outside but on the inside they're not right so that's where the emotional cycle of deployment book comes in because I identify what the stages are of the cycle what to expect in each part of the cycle and I give a lot of skill work and tips and tricks and a little person some personal stories um how to cope with it what to look for 
what routines should you keep? What routines do you are you okay getting rid of? Because with every change is a new routine. Mm-hmm. And children feel safe when their routines are co- are constant. Mm-hmm. So identifying that that's an important part of your family. That's an important part to keep you feeling safe and to keep your kids feeling safe. So happy you found I have, that out. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, some of the skills that I have at the back, at the back of the book in the appendix is like dialectile behavior therapy skills, tapping skills, different ways of coping using cognitive behavior therapy. Um. So because I'm a therapist, I have a bunch of different type, different therapeutic skills and ways of explaining things that make sense to me and to the people that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that it'll work also with other military spouses. The book is not just for mil- it's not just for Navy. I've included Air Force and Coast Guard and Marines, Air Force, Coast Guard. Navy, Marine Corps, I'm missing one. Army? Yes, and the Army. Okay. So I talked to different people from those branches. I made sure to include their lingo. Nice. And to break it down. So thoughtful. Absolutely. It is so important to have all these resources. And that one specifically for the families on top of the active duty, that is so important. That's gold. Gold for, I mean, I can just see that in retreats, you know, how the military does the retreats. I can just see that book Mm -hmm. just going and and being there for families. Yes. I attended some of those and I have skills from some of those in there. Nice. They're amazing. Absolutely. Um, So (laughs) that's my passion. (laughs) I don't know if you can tell, but (laughs) yes. My passion is military spouses um, and helping because once you understand it's easy to, it's easy to do. The lifestyle is easy. Absolutely. The lifestyle is fun. Right. It is when we embrace it. Always, I love it. Yes. I have met some of the most amazing people mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have ordinarily gotten to meet. I got to meet and join some of the most amazing cultures. And I could adopt the things that I liked from their culture into my family unit. Like the way the Italians live in Sicily anyway, is very different than America sometimes. Um, In what ways? Or at least one they're more family oriented. Mm -hmm. So instead of like the family moving out and going their own ways, they would just build another story on their house (laughs) and have like a flat. Nice. That's impressive. I love that. So I really liked the family aspect of it. Yeah, And like meals are an event. Yes. What was one of your favorite meals there? Oh, goodness. The carbonara pasta, I think. I was pregnant at the time. Well, most of the time, a lot of the time I was pregnant and I just wanted Pizza Hut. (laughs) 
Oh, did they have Pizza Hut there at that time? No, no. Oh. Italian pizza is so different. Yeah. Would you say it's better or would you say it's, yeah, it's different. It's not processed. Yeah. <laughs> so pepperoni is like big, thick pieces with like the fat and everything. Wow. It's just different. Is there something that you would t- share with the audience that would gear them to a hopeful future within the military or even as a veteran family? I have so much advice. Enjoy the moment. Remember that people, your children, your husband, your family, the people that you meet are going to remember more how you make them feel than what you say or do in that moment. Don't get worked up. So beautiful. Thank you so much, Allison. I appreciate your time. It was so nice to meet you. What an amazing conversation that was. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise, your knowledge, and your skills with the Coaching the Brave community. We appreciate you so much. And for you listeners out there, if you enjoyed it and it really touched your heart and you thought of someone that it could benefit, share it with them. Thank you again for listening. I encourage you to review Check out my website as well, yovanachase.com, and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Yovana Chase Coaches. And I am here because I want to help you succeed. I want to help you be a more positive you. And right now, I'm doing a promotion where you will get a one-on-one holistic fat loss program. Um, you can get a free 15-minute call with me. So if you head on over to my IG. Under my bio, you can find that Calendly uh, link where you can go ahead and sign up for that. I'm excited to speak with you in person. Oh my gosh, through this Zoom virtual life here. So if you are interested or know someone who might be interested in losing 20 pounds in 90 days holistically, please share, sign up. And again, I cannot wait to talk with you next week. Have a wonderful week.